This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with my buddy, Jared Davis. It's officially Cal Hate Week. How you doing, Jared? We're headed all the way out to California. We're about to embark on a journey that is going to be very common for Cal now that they're going to be joining the ACC. But we only have to do it once. Thank goodness. But they're going to have to be doing it all the time. Man, this, you know, to go three, four, you know, however many time zones it feels like, it's ridiculous. Um, Jared, how are you feeling about this game? Are you feeling a little bit better now that we beat UMass? What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's kind of tricky. I mean, you talked about the time zone. I mean, uh, you and I are both in Atlanta, so that's that's going to be 1030 game. <laughs> um, luckily, our players are on central time, so it's only a two hour, you know, delay for them or change for them. But for the, I don't know. I mean, if this game's in Auburn. I think we win by 30. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, going out there a long way. Um, a lot of people never have gone that far on this team. Probably it's a late game. You know, if you get out there and sleepwalk, I don't know, man. I mean, I think what are we predicted by Vegas by like seven or something? Yeah, it's in I, that range. Maybe it slid down to five. I don't know, but I think the uh, actually the ESPN predictor has us to lose. Um, so I don't know. I mean, we're the better football team, but that's just a that's about as far away as you can go. Um, and so that I think that stuff can matter. So we'll see how it'll it'll require more coaching than it did last week against UMass. The coaches will have to mentally have the boys ready to play. Yeah. I mean, Hugh was already asked, how are you going to prepare these guys? I mean, Cal, uh, he freeze was pretty uh, honest. He was like, I don't like going all the way to the West Coast to play just because of all the time zone shifts and just traveling by itself is just a lot. Um, but I mean, he, he was like, this is the, you know, the hand that he's been dealt and he's going to do the best that he can um, with that. So, I mean, again, on paper, if you look at it, Auburn should be favored and is favored, but that doesn't mean we're going to win. I mean, we still have to come out swinging um, and, and, you know, some encouraging things that I saw that will, and should carry over is, you know, not having a ton of penalties pre-snap. There were, and, and, you know, if you go to a hostile cow environment, you know, you'll, it's probably expected to have some, but, you know, kind of contain those. Don't do any, you know, mental mistakes um, pre-snap that just kind of help the other team. But, you know, there's things that this team did that encouraged me when we're looking at this next week. Um, obviously Peyton Thorne, you, know, you see why he's the quarterback um, and why we have Robbie, you know, the combination of both of them is going to be important. I'm going to be curious to see how they kind of balance that out against a team like Cal, because obviously against UMass, it felt like they could do literally anything and it seemed like it was working. I don't think that's going to be the case against Cal. Um, so coaches have to come up with a good game plan um, on how to attack a good team like Cal that put up 58 points last week. Um, I don't think, honestly, this game is going to be super high scoring. It could be. 
don't get me wrong, but I think this is going to be a probably a battle of the defenses. Uh, both defenses will have to step up, um, and it's really going to be a matter of which defense is going to be most capable um, at stopping the other team. Cal's head coach, uh, Justin Wilcox, um, Hugh Freeze talked very highly of him. Um, he's brought in a new offensive coordinator. He brought in a new transfer quarterback, Ben Finley, this season. Uh, they have a phenomenal running back, uh, Jaden Ott. Look for him, number one. Uh, last week, he had almost 200 yards rushing, averaged nine yards a carry, and had a couple of touchdowns. You got to stop that guy. If we <laughs> can stop that guy, makes our our defense a lot better. <laughs> like we, we won't be struggling nearly as much, but if that guy gets going, you're going to have some troubles. You're going to have lots of troubles. So I'll be interested to see kind of how we, we attack um, and maybe change things up um, with how to stop Jaden Ott. Any kind of general thoughts on Cal? I mean, last year, not, not so great. Finished four and seven or four and eight. Um, didn't go to a bowl game. Um, they haven't had a winning record in the last three seasons, but things are starting to look up for them. They've got a good, looks like a good quarterback, good running back. They look like more of a capable team they have, than they have in the past. Does that scare you, Jared? That you know we're going to a place like Cal where they you know, legitimately could beat us? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm more scared about. Yeah, I mean, so there's there are teams that would beat you anywhere. There are teams that um, would have no shot at your place, but they may have a shot at their place, depending how far away it is. Um, that stuff matters. And I think that Cal falls in like neutral or Auburn, no chance. Um, being at Cal, they have a chance. So I, I'm a little concerned. I, I think that, you know, the one thing that I think uh, typically travels well, no matter what, is uh, offensive line and run game. I think mm-hmm. that travels irregardless, um, and then uh, defense travels. Uh, and so, you know, we'll find out the real defense. Was it drive for UMass, or was it more of what happened the rest of the game? If it's more what happened the rest of the game, I feel way better because we're going to be able to run. I think we're going to get our yards on the ground. Um, I, you know, passing might be comp- – maybe we're not in rhythm on that. I don't know. I could see a scenario where things are not going great. We're not passing well. And we basically bring Robbie in to run some option stuff, like, you know, mm, not yep. not just inside the red zone. Um, I think Robbie is going to be a safety net in that regard in the sense of, okay, we got a good O-line. We got good running backs. That's our strength. We're not passing the ball well this game. Let's just get out of here. Let's see if we can yeah. get Robbie in, steal a couple of points, and get home with a victory. Yeah, and you, you brought up a point that I've been thinking of. I, I expect some – some issues you know we saw a glimpse of that with umass where he thought oh man umass responds and their offense is just humming along felt like they they were just like doing anything they wanted against auburn's defense and i can i'm just kind of looking at this and thinking cal is probably going to do some of that um against auburn they're going to have auburn on its heels and we're just going to see we're going to have to see how we respond you know, in, in some way, this is kind of like a test of Auburn's you know, upcoming games against SEC opponents when it really, really matters. And, you know, seeing the the hardships or the adversity that happens, how are we going to respond? And uh, I think this is going to be a game of 
the mental hardness or toughness that, you know, how, how good are these players? Are they going to be able to overcome when Cal puts, you know, a couple touchdowns up on Auburn? If it happens like that, you know, do we, we just give up or do we fight back? Um, because again, on paper, I think we, we should be able to win. It's just a matter of traveling all the different scenarios of, uh, you know, playing in a completely different state that kind of come into play here. Uh. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Um, so a um, couple interesting stats here, and this was something that I thought was kind of interesting. Auburn has not won a non-conference road game since 2014. It has been a long time, almost a decade since we've had a non-conference road win. Now we've had some like neutral site you know, where a team comes to say Atlanta, where we go to another neutral site, and we, we were able to beat them there, but a road game. So this is going to be tough. I mean, like you, you shouldn't kid yourself that this should be a, just a giveaway, that we're going to win this thing. But I think it leans Auburn. Um, to be so, fair, I don't know. I saw that stat too. This isn't knocking you for bringing it up. I'm just, I can think of Clemson. We went to Clemson. I don't know who else we, you know, those big, those non-conference games mm-hmm. are typically, like you said, neutral site or they come to us. Uh, most of our bigger games, I can't think of who else we went on the road and played uh, non-conference. Uh, oh, West Virginia. Okay, we probably did West Virginia. So I could, I can remember West Virginia and Clemson, and we did lose both of those. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We, it, it, in regards, it's only two games or 10 games and we've not done it. We hadn't won since, you know, you said 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's going to be a test, man. I mean, you, you play, I know they're not about to be a pack 12 anymore, but you play a power five conference road game. I mean, road game. It's, it's not going to be easy. It is very, Auburn should win. It's doable, but it will not be easy. Yep. All right. So let's talk about, players to watch for Auburn. Now we've kind of got a picture of what uh, Cal is going to be kind of generally. Um, but let's, let's start picking out our players of or positions potentially that you're going to watch for Auburn. I'll kind of start out offense. I'm going to be watching Jay fair. Um, he stood out to me against UMass. And if we're going to have a, an effective uh, passing game, I think Jay fair is a key part of that. Uh, if he he goes off, he gets five or six catches, maybe a touchdown or two. I mean that that could be a difference maker in a game like this. Um, so Jay Fair is my guy. Jared, who are you going to be watching on offense for Auburn? Probably be watching Rivaldo Fairweather. I either there was a bunch of hype in the off season, which is possible, or we didn't show our hand and we played very vanilla, and that's why he didn't get involved in the game plan. So it's one of the two. Uh, he's supposed to be a stud. We didn't do much with him. And so I'm going to keep an eye on him and see, does he become a major threat in this offense to open it up? Because 
you know, let's think about it. We used to think of tight ends like, yeah, they're a nice little piece, right? It's nice to have a good one. George's tight end is basically the reason they've won two national championships. So, mm-hmm. yep. And they and Fairweather's not going to be that good, but can he can he be a game changer and not just a nice piece? Um, he's got the body, he's got the skill set. So, yeah, super intrigued by him. Yeah, same here. Like I, I watched him a handful of plays. He's a big guy, um, and I'm curious when we'll start involving him in the pass game. Um, if we do that. I mean, you're you're looking at a guy could be again a, a game changer. It was um, a huge mismatch. Yeah, I mean, he's going to be a mismatch, and yeah, I think it was probably because we just didn't. I mean, we only showed what we had to show, and we didn't have to get that far in the playbook. Yeah, but, I don't think so know, either. And and we'll I think it allowed for guys like Rivaldo Fairweather and other players. Hey, instead of worrying about having to catch the ball worry about your blocking techniques and yeah. you know, that's the kind of stuff that I, I'd rather you get down right now uh, before we play like a really important game. Because I think even Rivaldo Fairweather had like a holding on a screen um, this last game. And, yep. and those are the kind of things, you know, it's just technique, you know, got your hands outside of the shoulder pads and you start holding, you know, that's stuff to clean up in games like this against Cal. Uh, and then, you know, add in some pass game, add in some extra stuff that you can be involved with on offense. All right, for defense, I see this is one I, I feel like I want to watch the linebackers just generally and figure out what's going on there. Because I saw, obviously, Eugene Asante uh, doing things. But I want to see if there's other linebackers that start kind of standing out. Because um, there's, there's a lot of them, and it seems like we're kind of rotating them a lot of them in, which is good. Um, but I want to figure out what's kind of like going to be our core. Like what is our core four or five linebackers and what are they going to be really good at? Um, so I'm going to sort of generally say kind of linebackers for this game. So Jared, who are you going to be watching for on defense? Yeah, I'm starting to think I may have said him last week too, but I just think it's been a while since we've had a guy that could be a game changer. He just needs more time, but Keldrick fault. Um, uh, he got in, I think on 10 snaps. My guess is that'll keep increasing as the season goes along. Um, he's just got he's got that it factor, man, and we need that on that D line. So um gonna keep an eye on him, see how he grows, and uh, you know, if he can go on the road and have a huge impact, that that's a really good sign. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um and I think he did say him last week, but that's another guy, a new oncoming guy that even preseason we were just Really excited about her. A lot of good stuff about him. I mean, he did some stuff this last week. Um, I think he ended up getting three tackles. Um, and one of those was a sack. So, you know, big, that's a good way to start. You know, you're, you're getting on the field and making an impact. Uh, let's talk about special teams. Um, I mean, I'm probably going to be a brokered re- record. It's either going to be Keontae Scott or Brian Batiste. <laughs> But come on, what's like, your boy McPherson? I thought you you're, you're a kicker. <laughs> I love too, McPherson. Man. I okay. love McPherson. Okay. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know if McPherson is going to be the the reason we win this game. I mean, I guess good, but I, I think a bigger impact is going to be. I'm going to say Batie if he gets even a few of those uh, kickoff returns, you know, even past like the 35 yard line. I mean, that sets your offense up so much better than if you just you know, took a knee had a touchback and you start at the 25 yeah thir- starting at the 35 or 40 yard line or even further down the field is so big 
And I think Brian Petit can really help us with that. So again, I'm going to be a little bit of a broken record, but I'm okay with that because I think he's that much of an effort. Like he makes that much of an impact. Go ahead and keep the broken record playing because I'm going to go Petit as well. And for all the reasons (laughs) you mentioned. Yeah. But not really much more to add. I I just think he's, yeah, he's, he's the guy to keep an eye on. Yeah. And I I think an honorable mention is Keontae Scott with punt returns. Uh, I mean, you saw it. He's capable. he did it really well, exactly kind of what you're expecting a punt returner to be. Kind of catch it, gauge, make a move or two, and then just hit your speed. Hit it and then get downfield as much as you can. And, uh, you know, Keontae was doing that this last game. All right, let's get into our score predictions. Preseason, I had us winning by seven, uh, and then Jared had us winning by 13. Jared, how you feeling now that we're at game week for Cal? Are you going to stick with your 13, adjust it? Where, where are you kind of going with this? No, I, I think uh, I think if we win, it's probably in that range. Uh, I think we do win, and if we do, it's not going to be a blowout. <clears throat> um, but, you know, yeah, I, feel, I still feel confident with that. How about you? Yeah, I think seven points is a little – like I'm going to bump mine up to, to 10. I'll, I'll just say we won by 10 because um, I, I do think it's going to be at least two scores that Auburn ends up winning – because I think our talent level is just, in the end, going to be good. Good enough to get at least a 10-point win, maybe even more. Like, how much of a statement would it be if we did you know, win by, like, 20 points or something like that? I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if we did and made a statement like that, that we're going to, we're here to stay, and Hugh Freeze is making an impact. I mean, he he's shown in almost every single school he's been at that's needed some sort of rebuild and he does it very well. And yeah, I, I'm hoping this, this is kind of like Auburn's comeback story um, that we we're really capable. If we handle them to that degree that you're talking about, barring a debacle with Samford, it's probably a ranked matchup against Georgia just because they would yeah. love to have a ranked matchup. <laughs> we would benefit yeah. mostly because the media would like to have that be a ranked matchup, but uh, I mean, I'm talking probably like number 24, and it depends on what other teams do. But yeah, if we go out there and manhandle them, and then we take care of Sanford like we did UMass, being ranked to going into Georgia is not out of the question. I think so too. I mean, I even heard some some people talking that, hey, we we showed up against UMass, maybe we might get ranked. I was like, nah, like, nah. you know, you don't you don't get ranked after UMass, nah. but if you beat a cow at you know, in California, you're probably more likely to get ranked, but it's going to be like you said in the 23 to 25 range. It's not going to be you jump to 18 or something. No, we're going to darn it. We're going to darn it, and that's that's okay. I mean, we we dug yeah. this hole, so yeah. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice. Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, so let's talk about... um... An Auburn fan perspective, I mean, this is one of our favorite sh- kind of segments of the whole show. Um, let's look back at the last week and, and just see what what else happened around the SEC. 
Um, a lot of cupcake teams like Missouri played South Dakota and there was like eight or nine that were just cupcake games. So I won't even go through those, but I'll go through uh, some of the, the bigger storylines that I saw in the sec. Um, one of them, one of the kind of bigger headlines was three sec teams faced a ranked opponent and all lost by double digits, which, you know, uh, SEC, I still think that we're big, bad, and powerful. But, you know, the teams that lost, which were Florida, South Carolina, and LSU, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest of of games for either of them. And, you know, it just kind of shows early on where, like, SEC may not necessarily be there, but it's not where you start. It's where you end. And I still think all three of those teams by the end of the season could have a good winning season, go to bowl games, you know, even potentially even LSU, you know, if they they do really well, I don't think they're going to win any championships, but they could kind of throw their hat in the ring of maybe like a playoff bid if they went out. And, and I still think that's kind of in the cards for them if they turn this thing around, which, you know, you, you look at last year's LSU team, Brian Kelly turned their team around. Um and they ended up being a pretty good team towards the end of the season. That's why they're ranked um, so highly this season. So any thoughts on, you know, the Florida, South Carolina or LSU games? I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I heard, you know, I've heard several people say if, if Florida goes five and seven, their coach did a good job because their schedule apparently is brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, Florida five and seven, really? And after watching them play, uh, it it wasn't pretty. Um, so I don't, they're going to struggle, I think. Um, LSU actually controlled the first half of that game, let a couple let a couple of scores get away from them, probably. But the second half, they got demolished. Mm. Um, and then I didn't see a ton of South Carolina, North Carolina. Um, but I mean, here's the reality, okay? And I don't get into this. I couldn't care less about. Um, I know everybody does it, but I couldn't care less about did the SEC win their games or not. I literally only care about Auburn. But um, you know the people making that argument. Well, yeah, they were they were playing like Florida was not ranked and playing a ranked team halfway across the country at their yeah. place. Like Florida yep. should not win that game. Um, South Carolina was playing a ranked North Carolina with potentially the best quarterback in college football on North Carolina's team. They shouldn't win that game. LSU was the only one where you're like, okay. You're ranked higher. Your coach is running his mouth, and you lost. And so yep. that's the one where you can literally, if you're trying to decide, okay, is the SEC down? That's the one game you could look at and say maybe. Um, but the other two, I mean, they weren't supposed to win. Florida, South Carolina, it, it, they were not favored. Yeah, and that's kind of my point about like this whole thing. Yeah, it was not the best of showing for those three teams, but you know, for South Carolina and Florida, both of them, I don't, I mean, in my mind, they weren't supposed to win those games. No, they weren't supposed to win the game. And, and that's okay. I, I think this is, and again, these are non-conference games. This is, again, kind of your, you're getting started with for the season and you're trying to see what you're made of. And I mean, really most teams, it takes, you know, at least a few games to figure out who that team is. So, I mean, I, I give them, I'll give them plenty of time. Even, you know, like the LSU Florida State game. Yeah, you know, I was, I was looking at that and thinking to myself. I even posed that in kind of one of our group chats. 
of is LSU that bad or is FSU that good? And I think it could be both. I, I want to lean towards, I think LSU just had a bad day and then FSU just had an incredible day, which, you know, you look at the scoreboard, they had a, a ton of points and they just seemed like they could do anything against LSU. Um, you know, it could have just been their day, but you know, that's why we have a 12 game season where you just start to see who's truly going to be uh, kind of come out on top in the end. And I hate to give LSU any credit because I just, yeah, I just don't like giving them credit, but they did play a top 10 team. I mean, it yeah. was a bad slate of football games. Let's be honest, everybody. Um, they play, it's it's their first game and they played a tough opponent in the, in that opponent's state. So, yeah. you know, um, I, I don't, I think they are not going to be as good as they think they are. Or Brian Kelly thought they were going to be, but they are still a very solid team um, that could get to that upper echelon. I, I don't know that they will, but yeah, they're, they're, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. I'll mention this because I thought it was a hilarious headline. Uh, South Carolina head coach uh, Shane Beamer blamed the chain crew for eating hot dogs and therefore they didn't get to run their onside kick. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, is he being serious? Yeah, he straight up said that. I mean, maybe maybe he was being a little facetious or like sarcastic, but like he straight up said it and he was mad. He was like, the chain crew wasn't ready. They're eating hot dogs on the sideline. They should have been ready so we can run our onside kick and make something happen. And you're like, really? Like, really? Anyway, wild. Just wild little storyline there. Yeah, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then a few other just uh, kind of ones I wanted to point out. So, uh, actually, let's go back real quick. I yeah. want to make this clear. Um, <laughs> maybe Shane Beamer should tell his quarterback when it's fourth and 19, you don't throw a 10-yard out route. Okay, there, I said it. <laughs> All right. Maybe that is what you do. All right. Sorry, Love it. Or Shane Beamer recruit offensive linemen because your quarterback got sacked nine times. Nine times. Yes. Maybe that your should offensive linemen happen. should eat more hot dogs. Great one. Beef up a little bit. One. Beef okay. up and uh, you guard your quarterback. Yeah, we're fe- we're more feisty in the non-Auburn stuff than we are in the Auburn stuff. This, this is yeah, this is good. I love it. Um, another game, uh, number twelve, Tennessee beat Virginia, forty-nine to thirteen. I was actually in Knoxville this last weekend, but. Tennessee was not playing in Knoxville. I didn't realize that until the weekend, but they were playing at a quote unquote neutral site of Nashville. Um, Tennessee won. Uh, you know, that was expected. One kind of interesting little storyline that I, I saw from there uh, Joe Milton, who's Tennessee's quarterback, uh, was kind of interviewed. I think it was pregame. And I, I don't, I think he was being serious. He said he can throw 90 yards. Yeah. I think he's. He's kind of a freak of nature. I mean, he's, I think his only thing is can he control it and like do the touch passes and stuff. Right. But yeah, he's he's pretty ridiculous. I mean, if you can legitimately throw ninety yards, I mean that's kind of stuff like you know Jared, you and I and our feeble little arms. You know, even if we got like you know the Nerf ball like footballs that like whistle and they they're supposed to go like ninety yards, and I can't even get I, them to go ninety yards. Oh, I can I can throw nine yards. Is that pretty close to the same? Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's I don't close. think I don't think the quarterback that I used to create on EA Sports could even throw at ninety yards. I don't I mean, think that. Yeah, it was always a it was always a six five two thirty guy with a ninety nine <laughs> on his arm. 
Yeah. I still don't think he could throw it 90 yards. I mean, he might be able to get 60, but like 90? That's crazy. It's a long, anyway. a long way, dude. Yeah. Um, wanted to point out some big matchups coming up next week. Um, I feel like next week is going to be one of the, you know, net last week was some matchups that were kind of interesting, but not a whole lot. We're starting to get into some, a little bit more interesting matchups. Um, Ole Miss is playing, uh, number 24 Tulane, and I'm pretty sure this one's in Tulane, um, down in Louisiana. So that could be a trap. We'll see. I feel like that'll kind of show you where Ole Miss is at. You know, this last week they just demolished Mercer 73 to seven. Um, so we'll just have to see. Um, and then another interesting one, um, Texas A&M is playing at Miami. So again, another kind of test for the SEC and where they're at uh, kind of early in the season. Um, and then also we have num- this will be a top, I guess, top 11 matchup against number 11, Texas. Uh, versus Bama, which is kind of a you know precursor to Texas joining the SEC. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I, I'm going to be super excited to see this one, uh, just with how how good is Texas against a you know, obviously a top level SEC team in Bama. All right, Jared. Any other final comments or thoughts um, headed into this week and game against uh, Cal? No, sir. Just good to continue having college football back, and hopefully the weather uh, wasn't bad this past weekend. It could have been worse. Mm-hmm. Um, could have been. And actually, I just looked, and next week's uh, mid-80s. So, yeah. Mm. So, let's start feeling like fall. Let's get some good football. Let's keep the winning streak going for Auburn, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back again doing this again next week. Yes, sir. I love it. It's uh, fun to talk about some really good uh, football coming back. And uh, even more is yet to come. Uh, so stay tuned. And uh, we'll just keep keep talking about Auburn football and then all, obviously all the other kind of big storylines. Keep you updated on the SEC. All right, Jared, how can the people stay in touch with you? You can connect with me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on X at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. Always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.